Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 171. And this is going to be part two of episode 169, which was about a um, a sacrilegious or defilement um, of a Catholic church in Louisiana. So this is going to be uh, part two what I'm going to do is I'm going to read to you what I read last week because that way we can get an idea of what's going on. Before we begin, please subscribe to my podcast. It'll be a great help. Uh, this will let Anchor and Spotify and um, you know all the other p- podcast platforms that you actually like this podcast and uh, you enjoy uh, what I do. So please, it will be a great help to me if you subscribe. That way they can distribute my podcast even more. So um, last week, this was the uh, title of this one. It was by um, Paul Morano. Now, Paul Morano is doing part two. I'm going to go back and do part one again because, and I'm going to combine the two because I really feel it's important. This one was from October 9th, 2020. Sacrilege on the Sacred Altar. Priest hires porn actresses and and dominatrix for sex inside the church. But let's begin with a prayer first because we really need to do it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. St. Joseph, Guardian of the Church and Terror of Demons, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. And St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. St. Augustine, pray for us. And we're going to also ask for St. Benedict to pray for us uh, because of the subject matter of this episode. And St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. And be and tear you know chase these demons away. I mean, this is really um, a sad story. It's it really is a priest doing this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All right, I'm going to read this whole thing again, and I'm not going to stop. Priest hires porn actress and dominatrix for sex inside a church. This was a satanic ritual, just to let you guys know. New Orleans. All right, this was by Paul Morano. Church Militant, October 9th, 2020. New Orleans, a Louisiana priest has been caught defiling the holy space of his church, engaging in fornication with two women on the sacred altar. The Archdiocese of New Orleans announced October 1st that Father Travis Clark, pastor of St. Peter's and St. Paul's Church in Pearl River, had been arrested and charged with obscenity. Clark and the two women were arrested September 30th after a parishioner concerned that the lights of the church were on late in the evening 
peeked through a window and beheld the sacrilegious spectacle. He was shocked to find Clark half naked with priestly garb still on with two women on corsets in corsets and high heels. They were performing sex acts with each other on the altar. The, witness, the witnesses also saw stage lighting around the trio and a mobile phone mounted on a tripod. Reportedly, Clark recorded the entire encounter. This is Father Travis Clark. He, rec he was recording the whole entire encounter. The priest allegedly hired the women specifically to have group sex with him on the altar of his church. Public records indicate one of the women, Mindy Dixon, 41 years old, is a pornography film actress who works also as a dominatrix for hire. On September 29th, Dixon posted on social media that she was on her way to New Orleans area to meet another dominatrix and defile a house of God. All right. After her release from jail, Dixon was asked for comment by local media. She responded by posting a video of grading uh, devil on social media, saying this is my official expletive statement. Hmm. When asked for her comment on the scandal, a former seminary, um, uh, 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 when asked for comment on the scandal, a former seminary professor told Church Militant, on conditions of anonymity that demonic activity inside and outside the church is more prevalent than most people realize. Repeating the words of a fellow priest, he claims that 25% of all people are, to one degree or another, actively infested with, devil, with evil spirits, allowing the diabolical to rule their minds and hearts. Clark is 37 years old and was ordained in 2013 and had been pastor of St. Peter's and St. Paul since 2019. He also was named chaplain of Pope John Paul High School, taking over for Father Pat Wittigny, Wittigny, I don't pronounce his name wrong, was um, who was removed from active ministry after admitting, admitting to sexually abusing a minor. The Archdiocese suspended Clark for ministry the day after he was arrested. Records show that he was later released from jail on a $25,000 bond. Chang from uh, Alferta, Georgia, and Dixon from Kent, Washington, posted bonds of seven, $7,500 each. Each of them could face six months to three years in prison if convicted. Kat Walsh, a lifelong member of St. Peter's and St. Paul's Church, said, The parishioners, especially those who have been more deeply involved in the life of the church, are deeply hurt by what has transpired. Walsh said Clark was well-liked and seemed easy to get along with. I'm upset for all of us, the parishioners of the church, she remarked. After performing the ritual to purify and rededicate the altar, to God after his de desecration, New Orleans Archbishop Gregory Amon sent a letter to parishioners of St. Peter's and St. Paul on Monday informing them that as of October 11th, Father Carl Sherma would be replacing Clark as their pastor. In a statement on the, in, on the New Orleans Archdiocese website, Archbishop 
Amen asked Catholics to please pray for all those affected, especially the parishioners of the parishes and school communities where they have served. Church militants contacted the Archdiocese of New Orleans for comment, but received no response as a press time. All right, let me see if we can play something. Hold on. All right, let's check this audio out. But first tonight, some breaking news in our Losing Faith Eyewitness investigation. David Hammer and our partners at the Times-Picayune have shocking new information about a priest arrested for obscenity in Pearl River last week. Now, there's also a strongly worded letter from a Catholic school principal in Slidell openly criticizing the Archdiocese in a separate case. Here's David with that story, and we want to warn you that some of these allegations could be disturbing to some viewers. WWL-TV and our partners at the Times-Picayune New Orleans Advocate have reviewed extremely disturbing statements from Pearl River Police about why they arrested Father Travis Clark last Thursday. An arrest affidavit says a person walked by Saints Peter and Paul Church the night of September 30th and saw Father Clark with two women committing obscene acts on the altar, which is clearly visible from the street. Police allege the passerby observed and had video of two women having sex with Clark while he pulled up his priest outfit uniform and bent over the altar. Police then arrived to see two women in corsets and high-heeled boots by the altar with lights set up around them as if they were filming some type of an event. Clark and the two women were arrested that night and booked on obscenity charges. Clark was also the chaplain at Pope John Paul II High School, which has been rocked by yet another scandal involving Clark's predecessor, Father Patrick Watney. Pope John Paul II High School Principal Douglas Trish did not mince words in a letter to parents this week. Trish wrote the Archdiocese failed to inform him about serious violations by Watney. The Archdiocese asked Watney to resign from the school over the summer after seeing dozens of pages of texts he sent to a student in February and again in July. But the principal told parents he had only heard rumors about the violations and didn't receive legitimate information from a reliable source until Archbishop Greg Amond called him last Friday, the same day we reported on the texts. In the letter, Trish wrote, We all find this completely unacceptable and share in your disillusionment. I wish I could say I was shocked that he denied any knowledge of it. I'm, I'm not. Bill Arata is an attorney representing the boy who received Watney's texts. He's also the father of another current student at Pope John Paul II. When you fail to communicate with the educators charged with educating our children, um, you place our children at risk. Um, I'm very disappointed in the Archdiocese. I would have expected something more. In a separate letter to parents this week, Archbishop Amond explained he didn't inform school leaders about Watney's improper texts because they were considered a, quote, priest personnel matter. While it's difficult to believe that quite a few people weren't informed, that's their story. The Archbishop stripped Watney of his priestly duties last week when Watney admitted to sexually abusing a minor in a separate incident in 2013. David Hammer, Eyewitness News. Oh, wow. So, a contradiction in uh, action and behavior. I don't know why the bishop would say it was a priestly matter. It was uh, 
it, it, it was, first of all, it was child safety matter. It was the, you know, it, you know, it's, 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 I think it was, he was obligated. I mean, he is obligated. It's not that I think he's obligated. He is obligated. And this is again, leaders in the church behaving, you know, very elitist. The man sent an improper text. The priest sent an improper text to a student, to a child, a, a parishioner, someone within the bishop's archdiocese. He is the shepherd. He's supposed to be the watchman. That's what an, a bishop is. That's what they're supposed to do. They're, they're to guard their, 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 their children, their flock from the wolves. And he's saying it's a priestly matter. No, I think he he just did not want it to go out. He he was afraid of public opinion. He failed. He failed at his duties. <sighs> I'm, I'm I'm you know it's sad. It's sad. Terribly sad. All right. Um, hold on. All right. This is from another report from uh, I believe from uh, New Orleans. Uh, Nola.com. Priest recorded having group sex on altar of Pearl River Church. Police say three are arrested. The lights inside St. Peter and St. Paul Roman Catholic Church in Pearl River were on uh, later than usual on September 30th as a passerby stopped to take a closer look. Peering inside, the onlooker saw the, the small parish pastor half-naked having sex with two women on the altar, according to court documents. The women were dressed in corsets and high-heeled boots. There were sex toys and stage lighting. They didn't report about the sex toys in the other one. And a mobile phone, as, were, as well as a separate camera, were mounted on tripods recording it all. The eyewitnesses took a video and called the Pearl River police, who arrived at the church and viewed that recording uh, that, that recording officers then arrested reverend travis clark pastor of saint peter's and saint paul since 2019 on obscenity charges the archdiocese of new orleans announced that the priest's arrest october 1st but would not give specifics about why he was arrested nor would nor would the police update pearl river church altar removed burned okay after priests, uh, I guess, performed a demonic act, allegedly had sex on it. Okay, new details. However, having emerged in court, filings that paint a lured picture of a priest recording himself engaged in sexual role play while desecrating a sacred place within the church. Public records additionally show that one of the women, Mindy Dixon, 41, is an adult film actor who also works for hire as a dominatrix on social media account associated with Dixon. A September 29th post says she was on her way to New Orleans area to meet another dominatrix and defile a house of God. Wow. There's pictures of them. I, they don't look like nice people. All right. Dixon and Melissa uh, Chang, Chang 23, were booked on the same account as Clark 37. Police said the the charge stems from obscene acts 
occurred on the altar, which is clearly visible from the street. Wow, that was quite daring of uh, of uh, Father Travis Clark. Um, okay, another one related. Pearl River altar removed, burnt after after priests. Uh, okay, demonetres. I, I can the word. I guess it's, it seemed like demonic acts on uh, of sex on it. The arrests marked the latest scandal to befall the Archdiocese of New Orleans. After a different North Shore priest, the Reverend Pat Whit Whittingney, reportedly disclosed on October 1st to Archbishop Gregory Amond that he had sexually abused a minor in 2013. Amond removed Whittingney from public ministry last week and added him to the archdiocese list of clergy whom the church believes have been credible credibly accused of molestation okay clark who was ordained in 2013 recently been named chaplain of pope john paul ii high school in Sladell, Sladell, in addition to his duties at St. Peter and St. Paul at the high school, he succeeded Watingni, who had resigned from the position this summer over inappropriate text messages and sent to a student. A student, Pope John Paul II, principal on Tuesday, sent a letter to school parents, good for the principal, criticizing Amen for waiting until last week to tell him that Watingni had been under investigation for those texts since February. The principal had to do it. The bishop held this information from the principal. The parents, if once they get this information, are going to ask the principal, did you know about this? And what does he just say to the parents when he doesn't have a proper answer? He had to tell them as soon as he got the information to let them know that this information was held, was held from him you know, the school, you know, it was held from him, kept, kept from him. And so he didn't know about it. So he had to, on his defense, and also his duty was to reveal it to the parents. The bishop was wrong. He failed at his duty. Unbelievable. All right. Since February. Okay. The archdiocese announced it has suspended Clark from ministry the day after he was arrested. Attempts to contact Clark Chen and Dixon weren't immediately successful. All three have bonded out of jail pending the outcome of the case. The archdiocese would not comment Thursday on Clark's arrest, saying authorities were investigating the matter. In, uh, in Roman Catholic tradition, the altar is among the most sacred of church spaces, serving as the focal point of the Mass and places where priests consecrate the Eucharist during the Sacrament of Holy Communion. According to church law, known as canon law, when sacred places are violated, they must be repaired by penitential rite before they can be used again in mass. After Clark's arrest, Amund went to St. Peter and Paul and performed a ritual to restore the altar's sanctity. All right. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. Let me see here. The church vague on specific acts that would constitute a desecration. But the Code of Canon Law says a violation of sacred places occurs by gravely injuries, actions done in them. There are contrary to the holiness of the place. That description appears to apply to the alleged uh, act as outlined by police in document files in Louisiana, the 22nd Judicial District Court in Covington. 
On September 30th, just before 11 p.m., an unidentified person was walking by the church on St. Mary's Drive and looked inside through the window and glass doors because the, light were the lights were still on. Police alleged that the person observed and had video of Mrs. Miss Chang and Dixon using plastic sex toys while engaging in an intercourse on the altar with Clark, who was still partially wearing his priestly attire. Okay, moving on. The person called the police to the church. Officers arrived to see two women clad in corsets and high-heeled high boots by the altar with lights set up around them as if they were filming some type of event. The document said, Clark wasn't on the altar, but an officer who knew who knew Clark to be the church pastor tried to call him on the phone. Police then ordain, ordered the women to, to let them inside, and in addition to the lights, noticed a mobile phone as well as a camera, each mounted on tripods. The women reportedly told police they were there with Clark's permission and were recording themselves in role play. Clark soon arrived at the church and reportedly gave a similar account to the police, describing Chang and Dixon as his guests and friends. Police wrote in documents and filed in court. After the officers... Okay, officers determined everything that had happened was consensual, but they arrested Clark, Chang, and Dixon on accusations that the three had broken a law prohibiting people from having sex with, within public view. Police said they confiscated the sex toys and camera equipment as evidence. Clark was later released from jail on a 25,000 bond, Chang of uh, Alferda, Georgia, and Dixon of Kent, Washington, posted bonds of seven thousand five hundred dollars record show each could face six months to three years in prison if convicted of obscenity wow bishop Eamon sent a letter to parishioners at saint peter and paul on monday saying the reverend carl Sherma would replace clark beginning october 11th paul river mayor david mcqueen said the arrest shocked the town. There hasn't been a whole lot of talk. They're kind of hush-hush about it. There hasn't been a whole lot of talk. There has been a kind of hush-hush about it, McQueen said. McQueen said he was aware that the two women had been in Pearl River earlier this week to give statements to police. Town council member Cat Walsh, a lifelong member of the church, echoed McQueen. She said parishioners, especially those who are more deeply involved in the church, are the ones who are the most upset by the arrests. Clark was well-liked by the uh, congregation and considered easy to get along with, she said, and seemed to work diligently with different groups within the church. What upset me is why did he have to do that there? Walsh said, I'm upset for all of us, the parishioners of the church. Why there? <laughs> um, all right, that's about it there. Um, first of all, she, why there? I hate to say that that was that's very stupid. He's a priest. You're not concerned if he's holy. You, in other words, the fact that he did it doesn't bother that he's doing stuff like this in private. 
doesn't bother her. But the fact that he's not holy, she's not asking if this, this, she's not even questioning. She's not even bothered by the fact that he is not holy. The fact that even if he's doing crap like this in private, behind closed doors, is troublesome to me. It says to me that he is not that there's that 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 the life of Christ is not in him, that holiness is not in him, the holy priest is not in him. The fact that he even that 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 he has this urge to do this kind of stuff is troublesome to me. Unbelievable. Unbelievable indeed. I mean, why is he a priest? If he wants to be a a a, a foul porn star, then go be a foul porn star, a foul ugly porn star. Go ahead. I mean, uh, you know, whatever the heck you you know you want to get involved in. I don't. I know. I, I don't. You know. I don't want you around me. First of all, I don't want you near the altar. I don't want you touching the tabernacle. I don't want your hands in the holy water. I don't want your your hands on people. I don't want to receive communion from your hands. The fact that you do you do ugly stuff like this. I know it doesn't. You know it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't affect the grace. But th the point is. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Unbelievably disgusting. All right. All right. We're going to go to the next one, which is the sequel to this. All right. All right. So now we go to the latest report on this. Aftermath of Demonic Sacrilege on Altar. Again, by Paul Morano, Church Militant, October 13th, 2020. Altar burned. Dominatrix suffered panic attacks. Really? Okay, this is going to be interesting. New Orleans, Satanism, demonic influence were involved in last week's defilement of the sacred altar at St. Peter and Paul Church in Pearl River, Louisiana. That assessment comes not only from New Orleans Archbishop Gregory Amond, but also the women who, along with St. Peter and St. Paul Pastor, Father Travis Clark participated in, in the sacrilege. The desecration of this church and altar is demonic. Demonic, Archbishop Amen said during a re uh, reconsecration mass at the church on Saturday. Let me be clear, he told the congregation. There is no excuse for what took place here. It is sinful and it is totally unacceptable. Travis has been unfaithful to his vocation. His, he violated his commitment to celibacy. And also he was using that which was holy to do, to do demonic things. Telling the parishioners he was infuriated by Clark's actions. The archbishop was adamant that Clark will never again serve as a Catholic cleric priest. He will not be able to serve in priestly ministry, and he will not be able to serve as a priest any time in the future, he informed the people. Amen had the altar taken out earlier this week to be destroyed by fire. Archbishop Amen has been busy with wayward clergy lately. Clark had earlier replaced Father Pat Wettigny, as chaplain of Pope John Paul High School after Wettigny was, was removed from active ministry after admitting to sexually abusing a minor. One of the two domin, uh, dominatrix uh, hired for the porn shoot with Clark, Mindy Dixon, 41, calls herself a, say, a satanatrix and a 
proper proper uh pro priestress i don't know what the heck or the that world that means of the church of satanatrix okay some weird some weird stuff according to the uk newspaper the sun the okay forgive me for you this is this is in the in the church militant the sun the other whore for hire melissa chang 23 is complaining that the controversy has taken a significant toll on her mental and physical health since she was locked up and vilified. On one of her social media accounts, Chang lashed out, suggesting an injustice has been committed against her. Really? My privacy gets violated and I get into trouble, she wrote. Chang faulted the parishioners who peered into the church while the abomination was occurring for the controversy. Maybe people should snoop in uh, people shouldn't snoop in windows and then complain about what they see, especially at night. Ridiculous, she proclaimed. I'm so shaken up, I keep having nightmares and panic attacks, and literally can't work on anything. I feel overwhelmed with anxiety from this ordeal. I would think she she loves this all this attention. Recognizing no blame for herself in this incident, Chang addressed the public on her GoFundMe page. I am an empowered woman, dominatrix, and a believer of safe, sane, consensual, and private BDSM practices. In order for me to come out of this in a strong, empowered, and healthy way, I must take hiatus from work and social media as my life has been overtaken by the publicity of this scenario which i could had never in my wildest dream fathomed to be my reality yet here i am i have no idea what bdsm is and i don't want to know the archdiocese of new orleans told catholic news agency that father clark had never been had never before been in the subject of any sexual misconduct claims not that you know of acquaintances of clark says he usually kept to himself one of the Clark's former seminary professors recalled that he was a poor student who made little effort that he admitted uh, admitted he should had never been should, should have been a red flag. Okay, acquaintances of Clark say he usually kept to himself. One of Clark's former seminary professors recalled that he was a poor student who made little effort, and that he admitted he should that should have been a red flag. Really. It was clear he wasn't trying, said Professor and theologian Christopher uh, Baglow. It, it, it was often countered that pastoral gifts and holiness do not require great theological genius and that the concern was expressed by some colleagues that we should avoid focusing too much on academics. Oh, brother. Bigelow, however, thought Clark's problem was related more to character than to academics. Tolerating, uh, tolerating me mediocre uh, students in a man allows tolerance for other kinds of unacceptable things. Medi uh, mediocre can be a cover for other problems, really. Sometimes very serious problems, explained Baglow. <laughs> so you see, he kept to himself. He showed no signs of interest in holiness and they and this this goes to show you that it's the whole formation thing the education i'm i'm not a priest 
But I would imagine that you really want someone who's really into the faith. There were signs. He kept to himself. He was not sociable. And he was, a, he was not a very good student. It's all there. All right, let's check out this um, from the bishop. Hold on. Here we go. It is a very tough time right now to be a Catholic in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, to say the least. Many people feel anger, betrayal, and disappointment. And I feel the same way, as do my brother priests. What has happened concerning Pat Watney and Travis Clark is unacceptable, it's sinful, and it cannot be tolerated. Let me be clear. Both were removed from ministry immediately and will never serve again in Catholic ministry. Regarding Travis, his obscene behavior was deplorable. His desecration of the altar in the church was demonic, and I am infuriated by his actions. When the details became clear, we had the altar removed and burned. I will consecrate a new altar tomorrow. Regarding Pat Watney, when he informed us of the sexual abuse of a minor, which occurred in December 2013, I immediately moved him from ministry, reported it to civil authorities, and made a public announcement. There was no prior accusation, and we knew nothing about the abuse before October the 1st, 2020. There are questions about the texts. In February 2020, we received copies of text messages between Watney and a teenager. Though not sexual in nature, our technology policy forbids this type of communication. This was addressed, and the text messages stopped. A few months later, we received a report that he had resumed texting. We asked him to resign as chaplain for violating the technology policy. Why was this not reported more widely? The text did not indicate abuse, and there was no allegation of sexual abuse. I am truly, truly sorry for the pain that this has caused. Watney was ordered to undergo a series of psychological exams and to make a 30-day retreat. At the conclusion of the psychological assessment, he admitted the sexual abuse of a minor, which took place in December 2013. We must always pray for this victim and all victims of sexual abuse. We have a strong fraternity of priests in the archdiocese. I will meet with the priests next week to discuss this in detail. We have many good priests, and I regret that they are embarrassed by the actions of a few. Our focus as we move forward is to continue the ministry of Jesus Christ, including a strong focus on the protection of children. Once again, I share your anger and your feelings of betrayal. God is faithful. May he continue to strengthen and renew our church in this very challenging time. All right. Who knows how often this happens, this all this. Who knows how often it happens. It's very sad and tragic. Um, it's very frightening. But one thing's for sure, the fact that this is coming out and the fact that we see from this article that there is a weakness in the formation. They also picked someone who should never have been a priest. Both men should never have been priests. The fact that they have this, that we, we live in a time where it seems like holiness is disregarded. It's not just academic. It's the fact that there is no, no sign of holiness. You need to look into these people's lives, these men's lives. Do they pray? What is their prayer life like? 
What is their 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 um how 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 do they love scripture? Um devotional life. You know, it there's a I I I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a bishop, I'm not a theologian. But I want my priests to be interested to show an interest in holiness, to show an interest in prayer. A lot of priests, I often don't see that. I often don't see this interest. And I think a lot of it has a lot to do with this Vatican II church. I'm sorry. It's it's you know, it's it's the Vatican II Church. There's an article I want to do. I'm hoping to get it done um by the weekend. It's uh on the um the 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 architect of the Novus Ordo Mass, Annabelle Banini, uh who uh helped design it. There's a, a rumors and actually there's been rumors for years plaguing Annabelle Banini that he was a Freemason and that he was um uh, that there's new evidence that shows that proof that he that he that he was an active Freemason and he he had his his hands are all over the Novus Ordo Mass uh in everything including the um the rites on the pope the pope the the liturgy the hours everything his hands are everywhere and this is bringing up a lot of red uh red flags and the fact that this is happening and it's coming out in the uh, Francis Pontificate, and now with Pope Francis's uh, uh, new encyclical, Fortani uh, Fortani uh, Tutti. Some people are calling it Fruity Tutti. <laughs> Sorry, but that's what some a lot of people are calling it because of this whole new uh, Brotherhood of Man and his Abu Dhabi um, uh, signing. It's starting to come out. I mean, Francis is using a lot of uh, free Masonic language, uh, brotherhood, unity, fraternity, uh, you know, equality. All these are, are um, uh, language and words coming out of the uh, French Revolution, which was had a lot of free Masonic involvement in it. But this coming out now, the satanic behavior. And the fact that there's a lot of people uh, now are starting to notice that there's a crisis in the Catholic Church, a crisis of holiness, a crisis of devotion, a crisis of true uh, Christ-centered, uh, um, you know, living. There's a serious problem. It seemed like they just want the appearance of holiness, but they don't want the substance and the reality of holiness. This guy... You can tell by the photo he has a faraway look. I've met people with a lot of faraway looks in them. They're not here. They're somewhere else. There's something bothering. I mean, this guy seems, I mean, he probably has had been, he's been sexually abused himself. A lot of these guys all have had sexual abuse in their lives, some kind of uh, horrible traumatic experience. And they can't, they can't relate to people in a normal level. It's a serious problem. There's a serious crisis people have. Sexuality is is looked on more as entertainment. Um, they can't they 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 can't relate to people on a normal level. They can't relate to people on an intellectual level. They can't relate to people on a level of friendship. Um, sadly, sadly, and and even after I just done with the uh, the devil and Karl Marx. 
many people who are involved in Marxism, socialism, and everything else have also been involved in perverse sexual activity in their lives and also with satanic behavior. Many people, even um, members of the uh, communist movement who were homosexual were all, uh, throughout the 60s and 70s and 80s were all involved in demonic activity. It's not. It's 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 not something. It's not a, a what do you call it a, a conspiracy theory thing. It's an it's actual reality. One can look it up. It's really troublesome. Um, I'm gonna end it here. So uh, I'll try to get the other one on Annabelle Benini, which was a life site article. I want to get it done. And um, well, you got to pray. We have to pray the rosary. I'm glad this came out. I'm glad this guy got caught. The question is now, how many others like him are out there? That's the scary part. How many more are are not faithful to their vocation, not faithful to their celibacy, not faithful to Christ, not faithful to the Catholic faith? How many of them are hiding inside the church? I mean, Bella Dot herself said that she was responsible for something like 1,200 maybe more of men who were communists to infiltrate the seminaries. How many more of them, like Cardinal uh, Bernadine and Theodore McCarrick, who went up the ladder, climbed up to the highest position of power within the Catholic Church? How many more of them are involved in this kind of stuff? How many many of them are in, in you know like who are cardinals are involved? How many? I mean, we know we heard about the whole. Um, Spirit cooking with Hillary Clinton and the Democrats and other people who are involved, even someone like Epstein, who who are involved in, in political positions, who are involved in satanic practices. How many more in the Catholic Church? And that's scary. It's frightening. That's why we need to pray that more of these people are exposed. And it's praying the rosary that's exposing this. We need to pray that... More of these people are exposed out in the open. And Our Lady did it. She exposed this guy. She exposed him. That guy walking there that night and seeing this activity was no accident. It was the Holy Spirit who exposed it. And praise be to God that this was exposed and put to a stop. All right. I'm going to end it here. God bless. And uh, sorry about the background noise. It's Brooklyn. Um God bless and we'll be together again soon. Amen.